This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB, Bill and I discuss how to drive leads using the hub and spoke framework. Hubs represent networks of impact, such as trade associations, chambers of commerce, or even MBA classrooms that have access to multiple spokes, which represent your perfect customer. If you can visualize a bicycle wheel, create a list of your perfect customer, and think of different areas where they may congregate, then you can implement this framework today, which we'll get more into on today's show. Before we jump in, I strongly encourage you to check out my first book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes as well. All right, enough of me talking. Gunny, get them ready. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide no fluff and high impact brand strategy and business coaching for veteran owned businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, founder of Ironbound Media and business coach at the Lions Pride. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Mr. Watkins, welcome back to Dog Whistle Branding. Man, when I wake up, Mike, to see you on my calendar... I either died overnight and went to heaven, uh, and I'm sitting at the bar having a good time with a good human, or I'm having a great day. I'll, I'll choose the latter at the moment and uh, push heaven off another couple of days. Love it, man. Well, I appreciate it, and I'm flattered, and I'm excited to uh, get yeah. into it today. I was teaching the customer activation cycle, uh, what do we call it, track in the Lion's Pride? Um, leads. Everyone always needs leads, Bill. You think? There's no magic formula for it, right? You think? <laughs> you think? I think everybody needs uh, 10 customers out of the box, and they probably need 100 leads to close 10 customers. <laughs> but what if we just run this growth marketing hack? We're going to get all the revenue we need. Oh, I got a better one. Uh, you're, you're talking to your marketing agents, and they say, we're going to get you out there. And then you say, how am I doing? And they go, oh, man, you got 100 likes and four shares. and and uh, 10 comments, and uh, and then you check your bank account, and you didn't get any customers. wonder how that works, right. Mike. Well, we're going we're gonna to solve for that today by keeping it real yeah. and talking about the hub and spoke model. Yep. And I actually got this framework from Alex Lieberman, who's one of the co-founders of Morning Brew. He put out a podcast on how to acquire your first customers. Uh -huh. And one of the things he went over was this great framework that they use to get Morning Brew off the ground, which was a paid newsletter. And he talks about thinking of it, um, a hub. When you think about like a bicycle wheel, yep. the hub represents networks of impact that have access to spokes, which are your perfect customers, sure. right? So instead of marketing to one, you market to many. Sure. And in their case at Morning Brew, when they were first launching the newsletter, their hubs were MBA classes, business school classes. Oh, yeah? They would take like 60 seconds before every class, go in there, uh, talk to the professor, give a quick 60 second spiel about uh, morning brew, get signups while they were there. Yep. Right. 
And then that's how they grew the newsletter to their like first thousand. And then they did a similar model, scaling it with an ambassador program at other universities. Yep. So the idea behind this is when you think about like the traditional marketing funnel, yep. right? Awareness, nurture, trust. Yep. What you want to do is you're not trying to build awareness everywhere, but you are trying to build awareness at those hubs where your perfect customer congregates. Yep. For those of you who were alive, you know, during the Vietnam War or your military story, and you remember we had this this uh, B-52 bombing strategy and uh, and it failed miserably. And what we ultimately realized was we needed to have troops on the ground, small units. Uh, we were going to win that war uh, on the ground, not from the air. Uh, why did I tell you that? Because a lot of people, when they're starting their business, they tell me, yeah, I'm going to launch a podcast and I'm going to get on LinkedIn and I'm going to be on Facebook and I'm going to post three times a day and I'm going to do all this stuff. And what you really need is to get an appointment with a professor in front of his MBA class and leave with 12 signups. 100%. And so few people uh, 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 go to, uh, if, if you think of business as a, as a battle, go to battle with a sniper rifle, they go to battle with a, a shotgun uh, and, and, and they randomly just shoot out stuff. There's no intention and therefore there's no revenue. Christopher Lockhead says the best. Marketing is sales at scale. And I think too many people try to spend too much time just building general awareness, but they leave out the ground war. So you need that air war and you need that ground war. Like you said, that ground war is sitting in front of that class, giving your spiel and like walking out with those signups. And I'll give you another example, right, where this resonates. So I wrote my book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, yep. um, and I've been selling these books, okay? Now, every time I jump on a Zoom call or whatever, I haven't asked for everyone. And I say, hey, I would love for you to read my book and leave me a review. Well, I've also been doing a lot more speaking engagements, right? Doing free workshops. And this past week, Bill, I did a workshop for the Institute of Veteran and Military Families up at Syracuse Universities um, in collaboration with Iowa University. I get on that call. There was like 50 people on the call. In addition to that, one of the uh, participants was a professor. Well, he teaches the uh, entrepreneurial boot camp for veterans at St. John University. He had his entire class on. So he had me on a projector to 18 veteran entrepreneurs, each of whom had my book in front of me. Right. Talk about. Psh, right. Yeah. So when I was given that talk, not only was I able to accelerate other veteran entrepreneurs, I was able to sell my book to like 50, 70 people. Right. So all hubs ain't equal. No. Yeah, you can do the grunt work and go one on one. And sometimes you do need to do that to build some momentum and really gain a deep understanding of who your perfect customer is and how you help them overcome the problem that your company solves. But then at a certain point, you got to flip the script and work smarter, not harder. Well, I think the one to one interactions allows you to hone in on what you call selling at scale. So you were you probably did not earn the opportunity and you probably were not prepared for the opportunity to be in front of 70 or 100 uh, veterans like you were uh, earlier this week. Uh, you hone that through the interactions you've had over the last year or two. You, you then spoke in front of them 
and you were able to sell your book, you were able to maybe sign up a couple of uh, interested leads who wanted to learn more. You got in front of maybe somebody else's classes because that student went and told another student who's actually studying with another professor, boy, you really need to hear from Mike Stedman. You need to get him scheduled over at your class. And so it passes by wildfire because you were prepared. You got prepared because you, you know, bloodied your nose and, and, and got punched and all that in your one-on-one interactions in the past, but at least you started. What most people do is they blindly just post. They listen to people like Gary Vaynerchuk, just post 10 times a day, tell people they're awesome and all that stuff. And then you never have any interactions at all and you don't learn a thing. Do you think early on founders try to go after hubs that are too hard? So let me break it down for you, right? Like when you think about a lot of performance psychologists that you and I listen to. Literally 99.9% of them started doing that at like a little league hockey game or something, yep. right? Talking to a little league team or whatever. They didn't go and say, oh, I'm about to teach human performance to the uh, financial team at JP Morgan. You know, they were in that shitty little back office, whatever you want to call it, in, in some field house somewhere talking and practicing their frameworks and yada, yada, yada. Yep. And so I said, that's say, like, even when you think about the morning brew crew, they went to their business school. Why? Because they were business school students, right? So it was within their network already. People trying to go after these hard networks of impact that have no reason to hear from you, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I wonder if it's an ego thing, if they think they're like too good to go talk to their local chamber of commerce or their, uh, what, what's the other one? The uh, Rotary Club or whatever is near you. Jeez, uh, I'll tell you two stories. One, One's personal. Uh, when I was starting my business back in the, the mid nineties, I, geez, uh, I, I couldn't get an audience from anybody. I remember waiting one time. I probably took me 10 visits. I, 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 I was, uh, calling, I was in the medical market. So I was calling on, on, um, you know, doctors and purchasing agents of hospitals and buying groups and all that. No one would give me an audience. And so I kept dialing down. I mean, I dialed up my expectations, but I dialed down my audience. I remember one time I went into, I think it was Piedmont Hospital. I'd been there like a billion times. The receptionist and I actually knew each other. She felt so bad for me. She said, listen, uh, you know, uh, Mary doesn't really want to see you. We don't see salespeople on Tuesdays. I'm like, yeah, but I need to feed my kids. You know, I'm begging her. She says, okay, follow me. And she takes me down a hallway and she says, stand right here. Mary's going to come out of the OR and you got her. And it happened. And Mary was like, what in the hell are you doing here? I said, well, you know, Brittany told me that you might give me like three minutes. She said, you got three minutes, go. I was prepared for that conversation. And then later I got 30 minutes and eventually she became a customer. I told you that to tell you this story, John Canagator. John Canagator trains NASA astronauts, teams in leadership. He trains Navy SEAL teams. He trains these elite teams across the country. He's a professor of leadership at Wharton. I think he's the head of the leadership department. John cut his teeth for 20 years in leadership at Knowles 
which is the National Outdoor Leadership School, taking young people out into the wilderness. And he trained himself groups. He took groups out himself. And then he got promoted. And eventually he was training the leaders that took the groups out. Now, Knowles, back when John started, was at its beginning. I mean, they were a nobody. And John was a nobody. But John became a somebody because he just got out there and he began to hone his craft, hone his presentations, hone his understanding of leadership. And gradually, of course, I mean, who doesn't want to train Navy SEALs or who doesn't want to have a contract to train NASA astronauts that are going to Mars? But not the average person could do that. So you just got to start. That's what we always say, Mike. You got to get your first customer and then go get your next nine. Take what you learned with your one and go get in front of your next, go get in front of enough people that you're going to get your next nine customers. Now you can scale. Let me ask you this, right? This is not, it's an, I don't, I don't know if it's a non-obvious insight, right? But this makes sense to a lot of people, right? A lot of leadership coaches and whatever, they want to get in front of the YPOs of the world or the Vistage or whatever, okay? But you and I are anti-networking for the sake of networking. Totally. So in my mind, tell me if I'm wrong, I think for every hub you identify, you need to craft a personal value prop or something for that particular hub. Totally. Right. You need to be something worth like the reason they brought me in to talk about, you know, uh, my book. It wasn't for black veteran entrepreneur. They brought me in to talk about branding for veteran owned small businesses. Totally. Yeah, be because, you know, you know what you're doing and they need it. And you've established. All right. They they might not be able to. um you know, see you in a TED talk, they might not be able to see you teaching at Harvard Business School, but you've established enough of a voice of authority and you're presenting yourself with enough of a level of expertise that they go, yeah, it looks like he's the real deal. And then you prepare yourself and you are the real deal to them. Rinse, repeat. What I want to challenge our listeners to do, though, is put a little more effort into reaching out to these hubs. Don't just say, hey, Bill, I would love to come speak to the Lions Pride. I'm a leadership executive. Da, da, da. Hey, good. Good good luck. Yeah. Bro. You know, hey, Bill, my name is so-and-so. I'm a West Point grad. I've been doing this for the last few years. I see that you guys are looking for someone to do a workshop on this. By the way, I had this background. If you're open to it, we'd love to yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Two different approaches. But I think, Bill, I think because we're always looking for the quick and easy fix, right? We're not putting enough effort into our lead game. Totally. And and uh, I just had this happen to me. OK, I it was a it was a I say young man. I don't know, maybe in his 30s, 40s. Uh, I've t I talked to him about two years ago. And he, he has a valuable service. Now, I don't know whether he's an expert. Uh, we just had a little chat and, you know, he told me what he was intending to do two years ago. So now he's two years into it. Then he wrote me and he said, generally speaking, Hey Bill, you know, haven't heard from you. Haven't heard from you in a long time, but things are going really well. Uh, I'd love to get on one of your cohort sessions and present uh, to your Lions pride group. I deleted his email. 
no, no, no two years worth of contact. Hey, Bill, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm learning. Hey, let me share this insight with you, you know, kind of earning his place with me. And so my thought is, I don't really know this guy. And I'm not going to jeopardize the trust uh, that I've developed with our cohort members to waste their time potentially. Now, Mike, if that if he had reached out to me and said, hey, Bill, it's been a long time, a uh, lot of water under the bridge. Boy, oh boy, have I made some progress since we first talked. I'm two years into my venture. I've got this level of expertise. Would you possibly give me seven to 17 minutes for me to, to present to you like what I'm doing? See if there's any value to your members. Ah, I'd probably be willing to do that. Yeah. No brain. But that's not what he asked for. He asked for an audience, you know, hey, Bill, you, you can book me uh, through this calendar link for your next cohort meeting. Not happening, bro. Not happening. So I think uh, the reason I told you that is because we want to uh, choose the appropriate call to action so that we don't overreach and then and then under hit. So you said, you know, can I get in front of your group? You had earned some sort of authority, I bet. You probably had some sort of conversation on the way. So as you dive into these hubs, uh, you don't want to underreach and then get nowhere. You don't want to overreach and get nowhere. There's this Goldilocks place where you have this call to action that you think you can close hey, you know, I'm reaching out through email or I promised you that I'd only take seven minutes of your time if you want to go longer. But I thought maybe I would present this concept that I think would be value to your MBA students, you know, and then the professor goes, hey, I'll go longer on this. What else you got? Ah, see, now you got his interest. But you were ready to jump off the call and then check in a year later or something like that. So crisp, clear to action understand the hub just enough that you can bring value to them, not to yourself. That's down the road. You bring value to them and then you go for that close on that call to action. As we wrap up here, I'm going to say a few points. I'm going to let Bill close us out because we're about doing, okay. So this is what I want you all to do. I want you to create a list of 10 hubs that your perfect customer congregates. And again, think of this as sales at scale again. I do not recommend cold hubs, right? You need some sort of warm intro, some sort of touch point, some sort of reason to trust you already. Maybe it's an alumni association or something, yep. right? Create a list of 10 and create a custom reach out to each one of those. Don't spam them, right? They need to feel seen. And typically it's going to be a leader there that is going to be the uh, decision maker, right. right? So it can be the leader of the organization. It could be the person responsible for bringing in guest speakers, or whatever, right? Get creative, but identify 10 hubs and start incorporating that into your marketing plan. Good. Yeah, I'm actually going to pivot completely off of this. I just wrapped up my, my science of happiness course. Here, here. Love yeah, it. it was. So did everybody who attended. Um, I'm going to recommend a book. I know all of you are busy. Uh, I read, so you don't have to, but I might recommend this book. Uh, strength to Strength by uh, Arthur Brooks, uh, one of the lead researchers on Science of Happiness. 
Uh, but uh, here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I know now from the research. And I'm many, many decades further down the road than anybody who's listening. What I thought would make me happy back in the day when I was your age, I was dead wrong. I am pursuing those things now. So in my Science of Happiness course, I brought up the five macronutrients of happiness. And I promise you that you are unconscious to them and you are not working on them. I want you to embrace the fact, similar to the red pill, blue pill in the Matrix movie, you may be waking up taking the blue pill of happiness, but maybe you should be taking a red pill. So I'm going to leave you intrigued. Mike and I are going to dive into that sometime in our future. I don't know when, but um, there you go. Reach out to us. We're here to help. Send us a flare. Send up a flare. Send us a carrier pigeon. Better yet, sign up for Mike's uh, newsletter. Uh, show up for these podcasts and uh, email Mike. Uh, because he's here to help. I appreciate you, Bill. And to all our listeners, until next time, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we provide no-fluff and high-impact brand strategy for better-known businesses. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by the Lion's Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders. We serve mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veteran and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. 